Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Oh, hey, welcome everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Brittany Sorokowski, an award-winning business owner, brand expert, founder and CEO of Maven's Way and creator of the Brand Lab. And they help people to leave the hustle culture while growing their impact and also their profits. Hey, Brittany, welcome to the show. Hey, it's so good to be here with you. Can you expand a bit more on that and tell everyone at home a bit more about where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with? Oh, I would love to tell you. So I am, uh, so the people that I absolutely love, I feel like I'm going to start there because that is to me is magical. I love working with people that have passion, that have drive, that have been able to see the fact that when they look out into the world, they know they have something special within them. And one of my favorite things, this is how I visualize every morning when I work with my clients, is that my light is to light their candle and then their candle is going to go forward and light a whole bunch of candles. So I want to work with people that want their candle to be lit and want their candle to be inspiring for other people to light theirs. So that's really what I am super, super passionate about. Um, I actually love working with startups all the way to like mega businesses. So I like to get my hands in all different types of brands. Um, Mm. And that's something that I think is really fun is that I am an out of the box thinker uh, that looks at what needs to happen to get you your desired result. And so that's where my zone of genius sits. And inside of that, the world is our playground because there is so many things that are available to each and every one of us. Awesome. So really it's about with each unique client that you have, you, you know why they come to you, you know what they're asking for, but what, when then they in, engage with you, you get to find and play and work out where are they? What really do they need? How can you best, like I said, light their fire? How can you best... Yeah give them what they need to be able to move forward yeah build well, and most of the time what people need is ideas like one of my favorite uh, thoughts that i've ever exposed myself to is by a lady named charlotte mason and she asked how do you feed the mind you feed the mind with like three square meals a day you you exercise you do all the things we know how to feed our mind and bodies or how do you feed your bodies but the real question is how do you feed your mind And the only thing that she could come up with after 20 years of research is the mind is only fed by ideas. And if there is an idea that comes into your brain or I have an idea, you have an idea, that collaboration, 
it will spark something new. And that to me is so much fun is lots of times all it is, is an idea. And that idea will take off. And it is such a privilege to witness uh, the impact that an idea can make on other people. I love that. I mean, I had a conversation not long ago about ideas and inspiration. And I love being able to personify ideas been mm. able to it's it, it's it's a being it has its entity it has its own energy and if an yes. idea comes to you and says hey hey do you want to do this yep how you respond how you react as if it was a person with mm-hmm. curiosity empathy and love or absolutely not not right now or do you ignore it no what do you want to do so i guess you get to cultivate these the inspiration the ideas the those sparks that come from from you from your clients and from what they yeah. see in the world. Yeah. And then put it into a tangible execution model because so often, and I'm sure you can acknowledge this as well, is that people have a lot of ideas, but it doesn't mean their ideas come to fruition. Mm. So lots of times we have to look at an idea, evaluate it, decide, is it a yes or a no? Like, I love your idea of greeting it. Are you opening the door to this idea? Or are you closing the door to this idea? And then are you willing for what a yes says? And are you willing for what a no says? And put a roadmap alongside what the idea needs in order to be birthed. Yeah. A concept that we talk with our clients an awful lot is, you know, do you really want it? Now, when we make a declaration to, to other people, business partners, our clients, the universe, whatever it might be, once you make a declaration, ah, oh, you're going to get a challenge that comes your way. You're going to get an opportunity that comes your way. Now, mm-hmm. if you really want something and you find an opportunity and you turn it down, oh my gosh. So do you see that a lot with, with your clients that they, you, they have an idea, you put a roadmap in play and then, and then you get to the point where, okay, prove it. Do you really want it? Because it's there for you. What's stopping you? What's holding you back? hundred percent. And it's so interesting because I feel like we all run back to being little children in that moment. And I'm like, I, I was just dealing with somebody who's super successful and a CEO and running everything. And now we have a seven-year-old sitting here with me. What happened? And it's so interesting that it doesn't matter how successful you are. If your dream, your idea, your inspiration scares the shit out of you, you're going to have to face some of that inner stuff that we may Mm. not want to face. And the other side of it is, if you're not willing to face it right now, that's okay. You can set aside that idea. You can hit pause, but you also are hitting pause on the impact. You're hitting pause on the benefit and you're hitting pause on the liabilities of that idea. And so sometimes all you have to do is make an educated decision. But as a seven, like, I can't believe how many people just all of a sudden turn into a seven-year-old sitting with me. Their brain is not the right brain even to be making that decision. So you have to go get your brain into a space where you can actually make an educated decision. Yeah, I I like the concept of that there's no such thing as an adult or a kid. I mean, we are all the same person. We're just Mm -hmm. a little bit bigger, older, but we still have those all those traits within us. We still have all this stuff. It's whether you're an entrepreneur or a CEO, you've got different challenges. You've been able to overcome different things to get you to the level that you are today. It's how you unlock those other things. It's how you leverage all this stuff. So I love the way that you sort of found that and you were able to eloquently say that we we all turn back into a seven-year-old at some point. We do. And I have a six-year-old and every once in a while he has a temper and I've had, and it's interesting because I'm like, 
as grownups, it's like we think tempers are bad. And I'm like, why? We all have tempers. Like, let's be honest. You have tempers. I have tempers. Everybody has tempers. Six-year-olds have tempers. We just are probably a little bit more good at disguising our tempers. when Avoiding, hiding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the other side of it is, it's like a temper means that you feel safe. A temper means that you understand the impact of this. All of that is so, so healthy. And I love getting right in there with people because there's nothing to shy away from. You lean into all that awkwardness and that's where you're going to find your joy. Yeah, I mean, you, we were chatting offline earlier and you mentioned that you know there's good and bad in everything. But with this kind of situation, mm-hmm. I like to say that there is no such thing as good or bad. It's all no. just information. So with a, tantrum, a temper t- tantrum, whether it's me or you or our kids, there's some information in there. If we can tap into the essence of it, tap into where it's come from, is it a fear? Is it a doubt, guilt, overwhelm, whatever it might be? There's something in there that's, mm-hmm. there's gold. <laughs> there's gold in them hills, right? Yes, I love it. That's 100%. And it's so interesting because when you look at like a diamond, a diamond comes from pressure and you have to dig for diamonds. They don't just like randomly show up on the surface. Like you're not walking down the road. You just see a diamond. And I look at like all of these people that have amazing gifts, but they're feeling pressure. They're feeling lost. They're feeling unseen or they're feeling unseen in a world where they're supposed, they're supposedly very seen. (laughs) They live in this disconnected place. I look at it going, we need to actually help people lean into that. We need to help people really understand that when you run away from those moments and you don't go digging for that gold, you don't go digging for that diamond, you're shorting nobody else but yourself. And just going sort of full circle on the the sort of the, the child analogy and, and topic, one way of doing that is coming back to the, the child within yourself, always come back to play. So we talked about polarities. You have play on one side, you have struggle on the other. So mm-hmm. every time you're going into struggle, every time you're going into hustle and grind, and not in a good way, we need a bit of hustle in our lives, but when it doesn't feel right, it's not working. Yeah. How can we, on? because then you're on that polarity, that one line. Where yeah. can you find the play, the childlike yes. curiosity and fun? There's fun in everything. If you can everything. find that, you can, you can viscerally feel a, the energy lift, the vibration change. Mm-hmm. And it's very woo with that. It's also very based in science with changing the brainwaves and the neurochemicals that are going through this physical body of yours. So it hits on all different kinds of levels. So I love bringing things sort of full circle to That's beautiful. what you mentioned on this. Find the play. Everyone, find the play. This is not a serious conversation. We're, no. we're playing this. We just get to talk about this stuff, right? Yeah. Well, and I look at like how many of us forget to play. Like I love horses. Like I'm like the weird girl in school, love horses. (laughs) And I'm like, I love horses because I get to play. Like it's imagination. I get to ride through trees and over rivers and through rivers. And what part of that is not inspiring for that inner child to feel that wind going through your hair and when it's wintertime the frost on your cheeks like and the crunch under the horse's hooves i don't ride horses okay but i would imagine that if i was to seize up and hold it too tight and uh, struggle i'd fall off right (laughs) yeah or they would take you off (laughs) 
Ah, oh, there's a mm, good point. Or the horse would sense it. Oh, yeah. Sense the lack of confidence in the in the the master. If I got this sort of terminology right. Yeah. Yeah, I love the way you brought that in. Yes. Yes. And isn't that interesting with our lives as people, humans, business owners? So hey, let's let's go down that route. Business owners. Okay, so you've you've shared about your business right now, but let's talk about you. In this podcast, we talk about people's journeys, what they've been up against, where they are right now. So how how did you first start this and what what were your challenges along the way? So I am a serial entrepreneur. And I will fully own that. And I will wear that with a badge. I opened my first business when I was 12 years old. I have uh, owned, done real estate. I've done uh, retail sales. I've done everything just because I absolutely love business. And I love business because business provides a creativity outlet. It provides a dopamine outlet also provides a learning environment like I've never experienced anywhere else. You can learn things inside a business that would take people years to master, and you can learn them very quickly inside of the venue of business. Um, and so business is something I just adore, always have loved. But what I ended up doing is I ended up going inside of other people's business. And so I always was kind of that behind the scenes um, my kids always called me like the man behind the curtain, like nobody knew I was there, <laughs> but I was there. And so, and I loved that role. And for where I was at in my life, it afforded me great flexibility. Um, it had afforded me lifestyle. It afforded me all the check boxes of being successful. Mm. But then going through, uh, last summer we lost our son and I was like, I don't want uh, somebody to call my phone and me to have to answer it. I don't want that right now. I want to be able to do absolutely everything, A, to heal myself, B, to give my children and my husband the space that they need to heal. And I was like, I can't do that inside of other people's businesses because they're the ones placing the expectation on me. Yeah. And so that's where I decided, you know what? It's time for me to come out of the background. It's time for me to come forward, share my thoughts, my ideas, my concepts, my solutions with people. And really be able to show how simple business actually is and to get rid of that overwhelm, to get rid of all the clutter, to get rid of all of the bullshit background noise that's not necessary and focus on what is necessary. My uh, post-it here on my desk says, keep the main thing, the main thing. And that's what business is, is just keep the main thing, the main thing. And you can unlock so much opportunity by keeping that very simple mantra. And there it is. It's, it's focus. It's a, the ability to focus on the things you need to do, which is the hardest thing because then it just, it love the way you said that. It calls out your bullshit. It mm -hmm. calls out all the stuff that's really holding you back. If you've only got one thing to do and you can't do it, well, that's revealing. So <laughs> right? there's something beautiful in, in that area. But I just want to touch back on so many people have these, these pivot points, these moments yes. that define their career, um, good, bad, other um, situations, people. You had a very dramatic and traumatic um, mm -hmm. event that made you rethink everything. Yes. Um, and you've been able to 
take time, come through and realize how you can pivot and change your business to more be aligned with what the life that you want, the life mm-hmm. that you maybe should have had already that you you didn't quite see because of insert plenty of reasons. So how is it is there people you? pleasing 101? Like well, let's call it for what it really is. You're, I was you're, a people pleaser. You're an entrepreneur. You're not a high level big CEO, which means as an entrepreneur, the biggest, I'm going to generalize here, but most people at home will be sort of nodding their head. There's a people pleasing problem. That's it. Yes. That is it. And we can call that in different ways. But yeah, I'm like, we might as well just call it out for what it is. <laughs> it yes. It's a people pleasing it, problem. <laughs> and that's it. There is the biggest thing for, to, for people to sort of overcome as an entrepreneur to get to that next level. Now, how? Mm-hmm. There's multiple ways of how you do that. But there it is. You've got the badge of honor. Good for you. You wore it and you you get it. Yeah. But for you, how was it to find that alignment with, oh, shit, yeah. Uh, this is the life I want. Now, how do I go about it? So you're actually doing what you were coaching your clients to do, right? Yeah. Now you're <laughs> you know, more there's authentic. that element of authenticity that has been brought to the table. Humility also has been brought to yeah. the table. Understanding how much my ego was driving things has also been brought to the table. Understanding the people pleaser. Like I, if we looked at my car, I had ego in the driver's seat, people pleasing in the passenger seat. Like, no wonder I didn't like my car. Who else would want to be on that car ride? (laughs) So changed cars, put humility in the driver's seat Mm. and put accountability in the passenger seat. And all of a sudden, those are so freeing because with, with discipline and with accountability, all of a sudden that's where freedom lies. And so many people don't realize that it's opposite of what you think it is. It's really as simple as, are you willing to discipline yourself? And are you willing to hold yourself to a standard that maybe yeah. you weren't hold, willing to do before? Yeah, and answering and simplifying. I think you said it before. It's about simplifying what you do. What do you want? And if you mm-hmm. can't answer that question, oh my gosh, that is the best question. That's where you start. If you don't yes. know what you want, how the hell are you supposed to get there? Or if you don't know who you are, what you like, wow. Okay, that's where we start. And in every aspect of our lives, so everyone has some element of doubt with that. So being able to see that, and now you, you're much more authentic with your coaching, mm-hmm. with your business and your life, because yeah, you've got the right people riding shotgun with you i mean we all need fear doubt guilt they have to come with us we can't block them off if you're doing that you're in avoidance and that's going to (laughs) come up and explode but you shouldn't touch the damn steering wheel no they need to be in the back seat right yeah Yeah, that's where they sit is in the back seat (laughs) until they're needed until fear is needed and it's like hold on i need to make you aware of something then it's like you've done your job there's some gummies back in the back you go but you're absolutely right. So the car seat or the busted allergy, I love that. It's yeah. so easily conveyed. So so you've been through such a dramatical change. So where are you with your business now as you start to find the new you, the more authentic you? What are you going through right now? 
So I think my most exciting thing is understanding that I'm a not the only one who's gone through like rapid change, quick change, whatever, understanding that that's something that others have gone through, others are going through, others are going to be going through. Um, but my reality was is that I realized as soon as I put accountability in the passenger seat, I had to decide what I was going to be accountable to. And we were chatting earlier about the fact that like, I have a ceiling that knows no bounds. Like if you want to go make a billion dollars, cool beans, let's get to work and figure out how to make a million bucks. If you want to help a hundred thousand people, cool, let's go help a hundred thousand people. But in stepping out in this new space, I have to reestablish what my floor is. What are my mm. baselines? And uh, I think because child loss affects every single area of your life, it affects your relationships, it affects your friendships, it affects your marriage, it affects your parenting, it affects your business, it affects your friendship. It literally touches every single area of your life that it's called forward. You know what? I need to be okay with letting those friendships go. I need to be okay with letting those business relationships go. They no longer serve me. And that's cool. I'm grateful for when they did, but they no longer serve me. So release you are. I wish you the best, love and light, and away you go. Mm. And now, I want to jump in there with I mean, you're saying it beautifully. And a lot of people are like, yeah, I know this. I know this. It's just fucking hard to actually mm -hmm. do. So I know you, you're still going through this. This is very raw and real for you. So knowing this is one thing, the ability to do it is, is challenging. So can you talk to me about that, please? Sure. So I'm a writer, which I am so grateful that I am a writer. So my process for being able to do this in the healthiest way that I could figure with my knowledge I have today is to actually write letters. So I have a book that I write letters to friendship, to relationship, to myself, to my God, to all these things. And then on one page, it's my release or it's my coming to reconciliation. Mm. And then on the next page, I write my name up at the top and I allow everything that downloads in reflection of that letter to get written on that page. And then I sign it. I'm a Christian. So I sign it with love God. And it has created such a beautiful, healthy way that because I changed doesn't mean the other people changed. And I can't actually... One of my favorite things that I teach my children is you can only impose a boundary on yourself and you can only make requests of others. And so why would I say that things have the other person needs to change when I'm the one who changed? So now I get to express what my boundary is and I get to release what I don't want to keep what I do want. And then by writing it, it's like it's creating new neural pathways for me to be able to say, nope, that's already been done. This is what I'm welcoming in. And I'm good with it. It's reconciled. And you get to explore. You get to work out what you do want, where what boundaries you do want to put on. You get to test this. Again, back mm -hmm. to the wood. Play. You get to play with it and be like, I'm saying it's boundary. Oh, that's wrong. Oh, it needs to be stronger, bigger. Yes. We get to do this and make mistakes along. Are you, are you allowing yourself to make mistakes as you go through this oh. process? How do you feel about that? I love making mistakes and that from a recovering people pleaser, that is major to say, but when I make a mistake, it is a, it's not a mistake. So step one, if I, if I make a misstep, 
it's not a mistake. It has become my greatest teachers. And so these moments of being able to test new boundaries and like, I always, I like to feel like those, I'm inside of a beach ball and I get to feel like, okay, where's my boundary on this? What color is my beach ball? Oh, I don't like red and white beach balls. I like blue and green beach balls and there's nothing wrong with it. And I have a right to change my mind. And I have a privilege of being able to be here and alive to be able to test it. And it really gets to be that simple. Love that. So with that you got your tools, your tactics, you're still working through so much to find your floor, your foundation, you're building up where you are right now. What's looking forward? What's, what's the goal? Where is your focus? Where's it going to take you? So that's such a fun thing to ask. So my focus is on absolutely being present. And I know that that's an abstract focus. Most people want to on big and opulent and out there. But if I'm present in every single moment, I'm getting exactly what I need out of it. And the other person is getting exactly what they need out of it. Mm -hmm. And so my focus is all on being present and eliminating all of the noise that pulls my distraction. And so every single thing that I do is how do I get joy, peace, abundance out of this moment? And if it's, I need to listen to different music in the background, cool. It could be that simple. Or I need to not have this person as a client because they're calling 7 million times. <laughs> that's also That's totally not joyful. Okay. That's not peaceful. No, I'm like, it's you're abundant fired. with communication, but that's the wrong kind. I don't want this abundance, God. I, can I yeah. please have something else, right? Yes. And so that's really where my focus is now is let mm -hmm. me be present in today. Let me enjoy today let me bless somebody else today let's focus on what we actually have the ability to impact and tomorrow isn't doesn't exist and the past doesn't exist the only thing that exists is the present mm -hmm. so if we can learn how to be present in it there is nothing saying that our wildest hopes and dreams won't come true yes love that and it's getting that balance Balance is a huge, not just work and life and relationships and our passions, but you know, the ability to be present. I mean, I don't remember the stat, but we spend most of our time either worrying about the future or feeling mm -hmm. guilty and fearful about the past. It's like, oh my gosh, we are so very rarely here having mm -hmm. you know, this, this direct conversation. Um, think about it, everyone at home. You, you probably were listening to us worrying about the future, probably thinking about you know, all the past rather than just holding space. And it's kind of a narrative, so I get why. But still, that's an awful lot of time to be spent on everywhere else. That's, and things that happened. aren't real. Like yeah. the future isn't real and the past isn't real. They're what our imagination makes them up to be, which is terrifying because we know what our imaginations can do. <laughs> no idea what you mean. <laughs> That is so true. But so I love that that's your focus for the year to be able to be more present. And you're going to have more failures, which are just lessons <laughs> and things to learn from. There's going to be times of success. And it's about learning from those and moving forward and leveraging exactly what you've, what you've been gifted along the way. And I want to end with that word gift. Again, we were talking offline about your, your circumstance, your baby and <laughs> crumbs. 
thinking about and turn that into a, what was the gift? Where was the gift in your moment? Where is the gift in all the negative things that kind of happened to us? Mm-hmm. If we can find that in everything, you are proof that something beautiful can happen. It will happen if you find it. Beautiful. <laughs> Brittany, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for your time and for um, letting us know about you, where you're going, what you are looking for and how you're, oh my gosh, how you're trying and will achieve it. Yes, I will. <laughs> There's a, I just want to wrap up with saying one of the biggest things that have affected me is the word belief. And <clears throat> belief, when you use the word belief, you are acknowledging doubt. But when you know, you know. And so I just want to leave people with that, that I want you guys to know that every single person listening is totally worthy. Beautiful. You have been told. Mm -hmm. There you are. Brittany, if people want to find out more about you, your business, um, where can they find you? Well, they can check me out on my website, brittany.com. And I have a very unique name. So it's B-R-E-T-T-A-N-Y.com backslash home. Um, and then, of course, all the regular socials. I'm pretty sure I'm the only Brittany Sarkozy on most socials. <laughs> <laughs> You've got that locked down. Love yeah, it. locked it down. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for your time and for playing and sharing. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. It's been a privilege. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their (laughs) earballs. All the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.